Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight from the bright red desk on the Isle of Manhattan. I overslept a little this morning. I got up and it was between scooping the cat litter and doing the show, and the cat litter really needed to be scooped. So I cat litter won. So the show got moved till when I finished with my clients, except for one. I got one more later. Um, and so here we are, a little late broadcast for the weekly weather. And next week uh, will also be late because I'm teaching a workshop here in New York with Heather Roan Robbins and Mark Woltz. We're going to be teaching horary, electional, magic, and mundane. So horary is how you cast a chart to answer a question. And then um, uh, electional is how you pick a chart for a good thing. And, of course, when you use magic, you elect a chart also. And then mundane is kind of how to figure out what's going on in the world. So, like stock market prices and stock prices, you know, stuff like that, fun stuff. So it's a weekend workshop down at TRS with Heather and Mark. Uh, Enrollment is open. Feel free to sign up. You can come for one day. You can come for both days. If you come for one day, if you come for Saturday and then you decide you learned so much, you're going to come for Sunday, you can sign up and we'll give you the discounted price for the two-day package. But also feel free to sign up. We'd love to have you join us. Um, And you'll go home with lots of handouts. And you'll have your very own little horary astrology book because I'm bringing little booklets for everybody because I'm taking point on that that part of the lecture. So, and also uh, one two rooms left in Tuscany. So last no well, last room call I guess you can come but you have to stay somewhere else. Um, so yeah, we're we're almost full. It's like very exciting. Uh, so that information's on my website. That's going to be May 9th to the 14th. And we're going to do 18 hours of really cool astrology as well as eat wonderful food and hang out with wonderful astrologers. I have to say, all, I was working with a list of who's coming this week because we're starting to print the charts because um, we're going to work with our own charts. And I was like, ooh, 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 they're coming, ooh, ooh, because I haven't, it's kind of like Christmas present. I had a couple people had said they were coming, but not everybody's told me. So I was like, ooh, Christmas present, so that's exciting. So uh, two two rooms left. Hope you want to sign up. Uh, hop over to the website, all the information on there, on annortley.com or astroann.com. All right, so our week ahead, we had Chiron gallop into Aries at the beginning of the week. How many of you felt that little big old horse leap into Aries after spending a long time in Pisces? It's the first time he's been there since 1968. A lot of people made big decisions this week or made changes or decided they were going to gallop off or they were going to gallop on or they were going to leave or they were going to take a stand. Uh, One of my co-hosts on Tuesday at Access Astrology said, so what's your vision? What you what you what are you really what are you aiming towards? What's your vision? And Aries, you know, Chiron in Aries is I always think of it as the Pony Express, because what Chiron does is he gallops from Saturn to Uranus and then back from Uranus to Saturn. So depending on where he is in the journey, he's galloping between the two. So he's galloping right now away from Saturn, which is in in Capricorn, and he's galloping towards Uranus. He's galloping towards freedom. Not going to get there for another eight years or so, but he's galloping toward Uranus. And in his 50-year rotation around the Zodiac, 
we have him gallop from one to the other and then back again, kind of like the Pony Express did. It started in the cities and then it went out to the countries and then it came the far west and it came back in with the mail. So kind of think of it as, you know, where are you in your Chiron cycle? Is it galloping from Capricorn to Uranus? Or is it galloping from Saturn to Uranus? Or is it galloping from Uranus to Saturn? And you tell it by zodiac degree, find your Chiron, find your Saturn, find your Uranus, and see where it is. Right now, it's galvaning from structure towards freedom. That's what its journey is now. Last time Chiron was in Aries was 1968. And... um, that was a uh, three days after he galloped in, Martin Luther King got assassinated. And a couple months later, John Kennedy, Robert Kennedy got assassinated, following his brother John to the grave. And then we had um, the Tet Offensive, the My Lai Massacre. We had the first moonwalk. We had birth control. We had Roe versus Wade. We had the Ku Klux Klan rise up. We had a lot of stuff, kind of like what we're having now, <laughs> except on a different level. Uh, gay pride, you know, it, it's it's a really interesting individuation energy. So if you've been feeling this week, like Monday, you were like, oh my God, I gotta individuate, I gotta leave, I gotta pursue my own path, I gotta hop on my pony and gallop off. You are feeling the effect of Chiron, and then just watch what changed. You know what changes you heard of, and of course, this was a really big news week, which some of them are bigger than others, and this was. We had the guy picked up for porn down in Florida. You know, he's 77 years old. They got videotapes, two of them. It wasn't a one-time stop by, you know, we had the, the Jesse case in Chicago kind of falling apart and them arresting him. We had a bunch of serial killers get caught. Um, it's just been a busy week. And so watching this energy as it shifts, as Chiron goes into Aries, because he goes, aha, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And and that energy of pulsing. So, I mean, we're gonna it's gonna take a little while to get used to. So we just have to know that when you feel that galloping thing you hear the horses galloping towards you, just gonna go, Ooh, okay, horses galloping towards me. Be careful. Because remember Chiron centaurs are half horse, half man. And uh so there's an energy of really strong individuation. Like what is your path? What are you doing? Are you on your path? Are you doing it? And, you know, this is that, I got to go, I got to go. Or as Frank Sinatra saying, I got to be me, I got to be me, you know. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find or never go on, <clears throat> it's understanding we're really feeling that individuation story. Now this week, we also were in Mercury Retrograde's shadow. So Mercury is going to be spending a long time in Pisces next month, but he entered his shadow on the 18th. And when Mercury is in the sign of water, our cell phones fall into puddles. We have water energy around our electronic equipment. So be careful about your computers. But also just be aware of there are a few words. Everybody, when Mercury's in Pisces, everybody's feeling emotional. So I hung out with my friend uh, Joanne this week. She came in from Long Island, Hannah Pepe. And she was talking about writing, and she told the story in public, so I feel that it's an okay story to to tell, um, that she was wondering about a situation in her life that had happened. And just kind of like, you know, I really just wonder if that really was true or not. And it involved a relationship, as most of our, of course, Chiron's and Aries, so it's the wounding as the relationship. And these two guys got on the subway and started singing. And they started singing a song that was from her youth, her early years, that that was, yes, 
it was love. And if you need me, I'll be around, right? I'll I'll be around if you need me. I, you know, I'm going my own path for a while, but call me and I'll be around. And so she fish bumped the guys, you know, and she was singing it with them. And she was like, that was my message. So that's the other thing with Mercury and Pisces. Watch the music. Watch the messages from the universe. Watch how it wants to whisper in your ear. The universe wants to talk to us. It really does. It wishes we'd listen better. And what the heavens do with the planets, they're whispering all the time. They're telling us things all the time, which is why I love astrology. It's got that, well, you know what's going to happen this week. And you're like, really? That's going to happen? Yeah. Wow. And you kind of have that sense of, hmm, that's going to happen, then, then, then maybe this is. And I do encourage you with Mercury and Pisces, till April 15th, it's a long time, put on the songs of your childhood. Put on the songs of your your past. Put on the songs that you find inspirational. And you'll find they really help you, but also listen to the lyrics of them. You know, when you go back and listen to some of your old stuff and you go, oh, I never really heard the lyrics of that one. I never, I never realized what it was. Uh, at one point, you know, I was a big Paul Simon fan, but I just liked them because they was, a, you know, boppity boppity bop. So I said to my friend Cecilia, I said, Cecilia, there's a song about you. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, you don't like that Paul Simon wrote this song? You're breaking my heart? She goes, Ian, it's a song about oral sex. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, have you ever listened to the lyrics? I said, oral sex? It's a song about oral sex? So then I went and listened to the lyrics. I'm like, you know, I think you're right. I think it is about oral sex. She says, it's about oral sex, and I don't really like a song about oral sex. Of course, I'm a John Denver fan, so he wrote Annie's song for me. You know, you fill up my senses like a night in a forest. <laughs> it's a lot different than having a song about oral sex and washing your face. However, listen to the songs of your childhood and watch what that looks like. Watch what that feels like. So we have this energy this week where, and of course the moon's in Scorpio, so I'm, I apologize to any parents listening to this on their radio with their children. And you have to now explain oral sex. But just say it means they're kissing. They're kissing. They're kissing things. Um, so at any rate, we, we do have this lovely new week of January 24th, and we're going to look at the energy of it. It's pretty uh, pretty profound and powerful. And my piano teacher also says something to me. He goes, when you, ta- when you play someone's music, you go into their music. So I... Whenever he makes me play Beethoven, I'm just like, oh, I don't like Beethoven. We were playing Fur Elise this week, and I'm like, I just don't like that song. You know, it's like annoying. I mean, it's pretty, but it's annoying. He goes, you just don't like Beethoven. I said, I don't. I don't like, I mean, give me somebody up. Give me a Hayden. Give me a Wagner. Give me a, you know, marching song, something like that. Um, but he said, when you go into the music, you go, you pick up the emotions of the music. You pick up the feeling of the person writing it. So the other thing to do is to pick up an instrument. Pick up a drum if you don't play anything. Pick up a piano. Pick up the violin. Pick up your guitar. Remember the old days when you played the guitar? And pluck it. Play it. Get into the music of it. Connect in with on a deeper level. Because the energy, as you emerge in it, you're creating, you're merging with the instrument. You're merging with the heavens. And if you've ever noticed how the party noise gets loud and then it changes and gets soft, that's when the planetary hours shift. So you'll find you drum, you play, you sing differently depending on which planet's in charge of the hour. So it's a fascinating time, and I would just encourage you lots and lots of music for the next few months until April 15th. 
when Mercury gets out of Pisces because that will help you process all the other stuff that's going on. And there's a lot of other stuff going on. All right, so right now the moon's in Scorpio today, and tomorrow it goes void tomorrow morning at 7.14 a.m. with the sextile to Venus. And the moon is void all day long. And it goes into Sagittarius at 4.19 p.m., which means that the moon is busy, 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 but it's in Scorpio land and is busy finishing up things, releasing things. Don't start new stuff tomorrow. Wait until 4.19 to launch it. You can write the email, but don't send it until after the moon goes direct. Because the void moon tends to be nothing comes of it. And if you want something to come of it, wait until 4.19. Monday night, Monday afternoon, that's East Coast time, adjust for California. It's only one in one nineteen your land. Um, then the moon goes into Sag on the 25th, the 26th, the 27th. And it goes void at 1.17 in the morning on the 28th, again, East Coast time. Uh, and that is the moon trine Uranus. So that is a fiery, feisty, forward motion, moon in fire, air, moon in justice, trining the sun, Uranus in the sign of fire. Uh, the moon is void just a few minutes, a half an hour or so, in the middle of the night on the 28th, and then it enters Capricorn. and enters Capricorn at 1.48 a.m., and it'll be in Capricorn uh, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday till 1.47 p.m., when it goes void with a square to Uranus. So that's a hard one. So Thursday and Friday, Thursday afternoon and Friday are separating hard aspects, a little bit more cranky, crabby. And then it goes into Aquarius at 2.06 p.m. on the 2nd, Saturday the 2nd, and it's in Aquarius Saturday afternoon, evening, Sunday the 3rd, and Monday the 4th, and then it goes void at 3.05 with a sextile to Uranus on the 5th. So a lot of energy. Mercury, of course, is stationing next week on the 5th of March, right on Mardi Gras and Shrove Tuesday. So we'll feel that over the weekend. We'll feel that on Friday, on Sunday, maybe on Saturday, but definitely on Sunday and Monday. Um, and the weekend one, the Aquarius moon has nice aspects, uh, and that's uh, on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And that those are very productive with moon sextile Uranus, and as I mentioned, we're teaching that workshop. So kind of traditional energy in the morning in Cappy on Saturday morning, and then in the afternoon we'll really get into fun stuff with mundane, and then on Sunday is electional magic and electional magic and mundane. We'll get into fun stuff on Saturday with horror. The week also features Venus, Venus, Venus. Lots of stuff with Venus. Um, so that's an important uh, energy, and we'll talk about that. And also, the moon is going to come in aspect on the points of declination. It's going to come in aspect Saturn and Pluto on Friday. So Friday is kind of a big day. A lot of en- interesting energy that week, that day on Friday, March 1st. And the moon, the Saturn occults the moon, and Pluto occults the moon, which means they're right on the same line of declination. So those can be pretty emotional days, okay? Uh, that that Friday can be pretty emotional because it's going to pick up the energy from the eclipse and carry it to the moon, and it's a direct hit. They're all going to be lined up in a row in the heavens. So that's kind of that's kind of a big deal too. So Mercury in its shadow, an emotional sign, Pisces, getting ready for its retrograde, which happens Tuesday the fifth, and then. Um, Moon hitting Saturn and Pluto. We also have a lot of Venus this week. 
So Venus right now is in Capricorn, right? So this week she does a lot of stuff as she gets ready to leave Cap. And on Friday the 1st, she goes into Aquarius. And she's going to be in Aquarius until March 26th. Um, So she's got 26 days in Aquarius, which is a sign that she's pretty comfortable in. Uh, She likes Aquarius. It's a lot about the vision and how we work with people and how we work with the group and the collective. Um, When she's in her last bits of Capricorn, she has quite a few tasks that she's going to do, including she basically aspects every planet in the sky this week. So Venus in Capricorn is a serious-minded Venus. Um, I often joke with my Capricorn Venus clients that I could line up 10 purses and they would know the price of each of them, including the most expensive, and be able to spot the carbon, the uh, imitation copy from Chinatown. So Venus in Cap this week, I'm going to start with her because she's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, she is uh, she is direct and she is moving forward uh, from 23 Cap to two, one degree Aquarius. Entering Aquarius again on March 1st at 11.45 a.m. Um, so this week she starts off with a semi-square to a series. So she's kind of a little bit about what do I need to do to nurture myself better. A lot of people are taking up self-care things or with Chiron galloping into Aries, having uh, adventures like my father who's in Aries, managed to get himself off a locked floor, which is supposed to be hard to get off of. He escaped, and he went downstairs. Sometimes he's there, and sometimes he's a little out out to the weather. You know, he's a little demented. Um, got on the locked floor, went out the front door, down in, and it's on, the, it's on a hill. He started down the driveway, and he picked up speed, and he ran into the, <laughs> he ran into the curb and dumped himself, fortunately, in the grass, so somebody that was coming into the, the place he, he lives said, you know, there's an old guy under his wheelchair in the front yard. Fortunately, he's okay. He's got a couple more scars. He fell out of it last couple weeks ago. He fell out on the floor. But now he was off to someplace. I don't know where he was going. He, do, he doesn't really remember where he was going. Uh, but anyway, he's okay. He's back home again. But it was definitely Kyron and Aries. You know, that that was the phone call Monday morning. I'm like, all right, Kyron and Aries, my father's galloping off in his wheelchair to points unknown. So with Venus aspecting Ceres in a hard aspect, it's like how are you taking care of yourself? How are you nurturing yourself? Then on the 26th, Venus is aspecting the nodes of fate. She is aspecting the south node, okay? So this is a big breakup day. A big quit day. People are quitting on on Tuesday the, the 26th. I just got a note from my aunt that my cousin's leaving her job and going to do something new. Um, so that's a big release, release, release on the 26th and let go. And let me tell you, if something leaves you on the 26th, it's gone. You're, you, it's ready to roll. It's been thinking about it for a while, and now it's off. Uh, Venus is also semi-square Vesta, wanting to really clear up the house or clean up the house. That's happening on the 28th. And then on the tw- <laughs> she's just going a little cranky this week. On the 28th, she's in Capricorn and she's square, Pallas Athena. I remember last week, Pallas Athena stationed to go retrograde. Uh, and it's you know a strategic plan, right? So Pallas Athena is strategic. And she's kind of revising the strategy. She's trying to say to Venus, hey, you know, maybe we could change the plan and maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. 
And Venus is going to look at her with a nice little smile and go, no, I made my decision, I'm leaving. Well, you know, no, 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 no. And Venus is like, no, I made my decision, I'm leaving. So this week when people make their decision or announce they're leaving, don't even try and negotiate with them. Just kind of thank them for their service and wish them well and send them off on their way. Right on the 1st, Venus squares Uranus, 731. So if you don't get that they're leaving, that's when they block you. Because <laughs> Venus squares Uranus in Aries and says, i got to go. And I'm going off to pursue what I really want to do, right? So you got to let me go as it squares Athena and allow me to move forward as it moves towards Aries, the new new initiating energy. Now, in a couple weeks, on March 6th, Aries, Uranus is going to go into Aries for eight years. So think about it. Chiron just went into Aries for eight years, and Uranus is going to leave Aries and go into Taurus. So Chiron's saying, the way we build the West is with good mail delivery, the Pony Express. You can't be way out there and never hear anything. So Uranus going into Taurus is saying, okay, I'm going to build stuff, but this week he's saying so long with his uh, square to Venus, or Venus is saying so long and saying I'm leaving and going off with him. Uh, so that energy is really important. Um, and, of course, watch for um, watch for changes. I have a friend, Christina, and I, we've been speculating for a while, and we had dinner the other day, and we're betting Lady Gaga and Bradley come out as a couple this week. <laughs> uh, it's Uranus-Venus, you know, ready to roll. Uh, Venus enters, I mean, the romantic couple, like kissy-kissy. Uh, Venus, um, and of course, I'm a Lady Gaga fan and a Bradley and a Star is Born fan, so I know I'm a little obsessed with it. I promise I'll stop one day soon. Not really. I was listening to the soundtrack earlier today. Uh, Venus enters Aquarius on March 1st at 1145 in the morning. And she then is an Aquarius, as I mentioned, until the end of the end of March. Uh, but that gives her a lot of freedom and a lot of information in how she wants to move. And then she's an Aquarius sextile to Chiron, pushing her to take new steps and to be brave and bold and to trust her heart and to move forward. That's March 2nd. Uh, so that's all about, like, well, what's your new direction? Where do you want to go? How do you want to get there? What's important to you? Really nice, juicy energy. And then on the second, uh, Venus is also semi-square Neptune, which kind of pushes him into a little bit of a muddle. You know, when when Venus is semi-square Neptune and Pisces, the two of them want to get along, right? And, you know, basically Venus and Neptune are really kind of alike. One's about love and beauty, and one's about the illusion and the deception and the fantasy. You know, so Venus. A lot of times, Venus Neptune folks work in the arts, work in the theater, work in magic, work in makeup and beauty, and make people gorgeous, or make homes gorgeous. Um, but they're having a little bit of an argument today. Uh, they're having a little bit of a contentious thing, and it's funny because I mean, not today, next week on. Uh, on the uh, second, where they want they want it, but then they're kind of like, oh, but no. So kind of watch that energy. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, so big week for Venus, you know, and because she's active, she's she's running, and of course, at the end of the week when the moon's in Capricorn, right? Venus is going to get woken up too, right? Because the moon in Cap is going to aspect Venus. And that's going to happen on um, 
that happens too. She's really talking to Uranus. She's talking to the Venus. The Moon is talking to Uranus. It's talking to Venus. It's squaring Mars. A lot of energy in terms of how these all work, right? So let's do the Moons. Uh, I don't think I did the Moons this week, right? I did the Moons, yes. But Friday's big, and this is too much Neptune is what this is. Uh, and then at the end of the week, when Venus goes and aspects Uranus and then enters Aquarius and and kind of kicks up, but she also has an aspect earlier in the week as she's moving along to, to in Sag. She joins up with Jupiter and starts new stuff. And then on Tuesday, Tuesday's a little sad because the moon is square to the sun and Neptune, and that also gives us a little bit of a melancholy, you know, because we've got this departure energy with Venus and we can feel a little nostalgic or a little unhappy, maybe a little teary. And, of course, that's usually good for a snowstorm, too, or some rain, but snow now because it's winter. All right, so this week the sun is in Pisces, uh, and on the 26th it's going to go from 7 Pisces to 14 Pisces. It has a hard aspect to Pluto and Eris at the beginning of the week, which is a little bit of a contentious argument. Uh, Sun sextiles Mars on the 27th. So you're going to really feel like you can get a lot accomplished then. And then the sun is uh, square series, saying let's adjust how we're taking care of ourselves and nurturing ourselves. And then the sun is in a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on March 1st, saying you need to make a choice. And I do encourage you to go towards what you love rather than being stopped by what you're afraid of. And then the sun is sesquadrant Athena. So after Venus gets there, the sun comes along and goes, how'd it go? And Neptune and Athena both go, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. She just didn't want to listen to us. She, She's just got her mind made up. And and thus she leaves, right? So it's it's definitely a very strong energy uh, with Venus and, and making her choices. This week also Mercury runs from 23... Uh, Pisces to 28, and he stations, uh, gets ready to stop in the sky and um, pause and go backwards. Uh, So he is moving slow. He does have a nice aspect on the 26th with the nodes of fate. Uh, That would be on uh, Tuesday, inviting us to make some choices that really feed us and make us feel happy. He also is um, a little bit arguing with Eris, you know, like just feeling a little a little crabby. You know, Eris is, you know, I keep talking about her and people are like, why do you talk about Eris? I said, because she's kind of the trolls. You know, when you watch the Internet and the Twitter is going crazy. So, you know, she's kind of a mundane thing. But also we look at her and we, where people are so dissatisfied. So it's recognizing when Mercury and Eris are active together, People are going to be voicing their dissatisfaction or be voicing where they feel, you know, things didn't really work the way they thought they were going to. And then right after that, on the 24th, she calms down and she says, well, you know, maybe we could do it this way. And then on the 2nd of March, she adjusts how she thinks she can do it. And on the 3rd of March, she stops being so mad. So that's all good, right? Um, Mars this week, tiny movement. He's only 910. Uh, he's at 937, and he goes forward just to 9. Not much, not moving fast. And he's in conjunct series, again, and contra-parallel series. So, again, it's how do you nurture yourself? What do you do? 
a lot of people are finding that the nurturing, when I say nurturing, when I say series, the way they're doing it is this doesn't work for me anymore. This isn't making me feel good. This isn't nurturing me. This isn't making me happy. So it can also be just how emotionally you're feeling nurtured. It can also be your diet. How's your food nurturing you? It can also be how you get taken care of. So I'm encouraging people with these aspects to kind of double down on self-care because you're not necessarily going to be taken care of by the universe or by people in your world. You need to take care of yourself. You need to go to bed early. You need to eat well. You need to maybe take a shower and cry. Maybe go get a massage. Maybe go do something you don't normally do to change your routine up. So because the energy is kind of still intense, you know, giving yourself permission to treat yourself better, right? Um, Uranus this week, again, affects the changing environment on the 26th. You know, it just keeps adding up to me like a breakup where you move your stuff out. Pluto is sesquiquadrate Juno, and that's on March 2nd. So that's kind of a a post-mortem about what's going on and how it's working and how to get there. Uh, And then... Pallas Athena is a biquintile to Juno on February 25th. So what you want to do with that is look at how you can partner with other folks creatively. And it doesn't have to be full-time partner. It can be just a temporary, short-lived, creative partnership. But it's something that makes you feel like, gee, that was great. I had a really good time. This was a real nice clam bake. I'm really glad I came. So, again, closing with the song. Now you all have an earworm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're going to hear that. A lot of people quoting song lyrics this next couple months because Mercury and Pisces. So I encourage you to listen to music that inspires you or if you have to throw stuff away, that makes you clean things out. And if you're really mad, music that you can march around the living room with and just to kind of clear the energy. Try not to hold it in your body, okay? Uh, Mars right now is in Taurus, so it does want to stay in your physical container. And sometimes that means you need to drum it out, you need to pound a pillow, you need to play the piano, you need to dance, 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 you know, shake it off like Taylor Swift does, and give yourself permission to create. And that's it for the radio show. The British lady whispered in my ear that time is up. So I encourage you to join me for the workshop next weekend for Italy in May or for any of the other things I'm speaking at over the next few months. They're all on the website, except Canada. Canada's not there yet, but it will be this week. Take care. Talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody.